This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. don't know about you but lately everybody I seem to speak to and okay potentially not everybody but I would say the majority of people I speak to all seem to be going through the menopause they all seem to be talking about how difficult it is and how they're feeling and it ranges from they feel slightly mad too um crazy um to hot sweats to feeling depressed um to ha- actually having feelings that they're really not sure about feelings that maybe they've not had before to constantly crying not being able to manage their anger they seem to be on a really short fuse i know with me it's i don't have as much patience as i used to have i used to have a lot more patience And I don't anymore with myself and other people kind of thing. And I've really got to watch what I'm doing and how I'm feeling. And I just thought there's something trying to tell me something here because it literally crops up every single day for me. So I had two friends around for tea last night, both of them talking about it. The day before that, I had um, another friend over who is 10 years younger than me but still talking about it as in who she's working with. And, you know, she's worried about it. So at the weekend, um, people talking about it. And I'm just thinking, right, there is something about how it's impacting for people that is having an impact on their mental well-being as well. And that's why I wanted to talk about it, because people are very much saying they don't feel like they're themselves at the minute that they're not acting how they would have usually acted, they're not feeling how they usually would have felt, and they're not behaving how they would usually behave. So there's lots of things going on for them in how they're feeling internally as well as externally. But there's a lot of internal turmoil that seems to be going on. And are people looking at me differently? Are people going to think of me differently? because I feel like I'm a bit of a mad woman at the minute. I feel like I'm, I'm possibly like losing the plot. Can't, can't remember anything. And I, I'm in the middle of talking about something and then I'll go, why am I telling you this story? And I have no idea why. And then somebody has to remind me or it, it pops back in. We're doing a podcast, Claire. That's <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> so I just thought, what is it that we can sort of talk about Mm -hmm. so that a 
women out there of a certain age don't feel like they're on their own, don't feel like they're actually going crazy, and that this is some sort of normality that happens with women of a certain age and how we can really support each other through this mm. so that it doesn't impact on our mental well-being. So actually we can really get through this time and it's really important. I remember us done a lot of research on it. We were going to conferences and I remember this statistic coming from a conference that is frightening that actually the age for a woman to commit suicide is between 45 and 55 and they put it down to the menopause. And yeah, I'm presuming women have been having menopause for as long as there have been women going on. <laughs> you know, can't say that for certain, but I'm sure there is. So why? Why is it having such a dramatic impact on people that that's where it's taking them? That is so the, the worst thing that you could I could possibly think of to do with this. And it's like, why? Why is it taking us there? And why do people still feel like they can't talk about it and still feel like they can't be accepted? For what's going on within their bodies that they really do have no control over. Mm-hmm. So, what is your take on on all of that well, kind of thing? All of that. Just I'm just going to chuck it all at you. Thank you. <laughs> sure, my perimenopausal menopausal break and take it. I think. Well, first of all, I want to say you know I loved what you said about let's talk about this so that people out there who are experiencing it, you know, women out there experiencing it don't feel on their own and feel like maybe there's, a, you know, there's another voice sort of saying out loud what they're maybe thinking and feeling. But I also think if you're some, it doesn't have to directly affect you. You don't have to be going through it in order to learn about it and become aware of it. Because I think that's part of the issue, isn't it? That actually there is more talk about it you know we we went to a conference a few years ago on uh, and it was all about mental health and and in the workplace and there's been a lot of really great initiatives Mm. um where there's been a lot more opening up and talking about that for you know staff of all genders um just to sort of raise awareness but I think it's still very much scratching the surface isn't it so I think whoever you are whatever age you are whatever gender you are wherever you're coming at this this is a conversation that needs to be had because it's an education isn't it because like you say it's it's something that's always been there it's always been around it's not news and yeah it feels very kind of I don't know I was gonna say shameful or just sort of something we have to hide or pretend isn't happening and I think for me maybe and I'm making a real big kind of generalization here but is part of it to do with the fact that as women particularly when you get older you know you feel like well I should I should be able to deal with everything by now I should have my life together by this point I should you know you've got all the wisdom or all the experience and all the life expertise and all this and it's like well should have it all should be all sorted by this point check that box oh no but hang on a minute my emotions are kind of all over the place physically I'm experiencing all these changes to my body 
no one tells you what you're supposed to do with that. Um, so I think part of it is a kind of our tendency, maybe. I'm happy to be kind of told differently on this, but to, right, get your head down, just deal with it, you know, deal with it by yourself, you know. Yeah. We're not great at asking for help, are we? Even with our closest friends, you know, because mm. they've got their stuff going on and you don't want to be a burden, all this kind of thing. But it's nice, isn't it, if when you do hear other people talking about it, because when you and I have talked about it, it's been like, oh, you know, it's been different things that we've been experiencing, but there are some things that are shared that are kind mm. of like we can both relate to. So I, I think part of it's to do with that. Um, but I do think this is something that, you know, and I'm seeing podcasts about it, you know, I'm, I am noticing that, you know, that is, it is a subject matter that's coming into the arena. But I think from our perspective, particularly, we're looking at this from what's the impact on our mental well-being because actually you know the mind is the battleground the mind is the place where you know we find serenity where we can find peace where we can find calm but then we've got these inner voices you know when we've got this conversation going on with ourselves and all these expectations that we place on ourselves so coupled with all this other stuff that's going on it's it's almost like another another weight or another set of I don't know, another set of uh, problems to solve, puzzles to work out, isn't it? In addition mm. to the fact that modern life is already completely crazy and we're just coming out of a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I think what you've been talking about there, it's like what you said about this podcast isn't just for people of a certain age. It's useful for people to understand and I think that's really important. It's this education of what is going on, what actually happens, because it isn't or hasn't been talked about. I remember being sort of, uh, I don't know, a teenager and battling with my mom. And it's only now or when I started this perimenopause period that actually I started realising that actually she was probably going through the menopause when I was going through my, you know, period. That's when it, like, that kind of started. So, like, we were like two bulls in a china shop battling each other. And I can really empathise with where she was now. I can really empathise that. But I, I also think, I, and I hear this, and we know from um, from research and stuff like that, that, you know, some GPs are brilliant. Let's face it, they are. They're a general practitioner, so they don't have the real in-depth knowledge about everything. It's sort of, it's an overview, and we know that, and there's some brilliant ones out there, and unfortunately there's some not-so-brilliant ones. But certain subjects they don't talk about and I think there's we know we've been told that research has been done that actually a lot of GPs don't get it they don't get because if they've not gone through it then they don't understand it or and you know obviously there's men GPs they might not understand it I'm really lucky I am really really lucky that even though my GP is male um, the practice is brilliant and my GP is brilliant at just listening and not 
jumping to conclusions, not telling me, well, you just have to get on with it. They generally don't do that. They just, they listen, they help as much as they possibly can. And I think I'm very lucky in that respect. But I know that there's other people out there as well. They don't understand it. They really don't get what it means. So actually there's an education because I didn't understand it until I started it. And it was like, you hear this and you think, how? How does that affect? And not until you start going through it sometimes can you understand in more detail. But if we educated people more, then, you know, that would help as well, because it would help, especially in the workplace, for people to go, look, I'm really not in a good place right now. You know, or this is how I'm feeling. I'm so tired because it makes you like that. And for them to be a bit more flexible because you are still trying your best. So I think there's an education thing around. You won't necessarily present with everything, but it becomes in all different shapes and forms. And I know I was told, you know, you can cry a lot. You can get in a real depression with it. And yet I know somebody who's, recently been and they've been told oh that menopause doesn't do that to you and it's like so she's like well why why am I feeling like this then and I luckily I have said and I've been able to show her um you know some documentation that clearly says this is what you could be feeling and how you this could be showing up for you when you go through this so this education and you know what our partners in our lives, our friends in our lives who are maybe different ages, different sexes, just having that understanding that, you know, we're not crazy. We're not absolutely loopy-tune or, you know, whatever, hysterical or whatever it is that you want to call it when you think somebody's going through that. But actually, maybe we need a little bit more understanding Maybe we need to give, all of us, we need to give that little bit more understanding. We need to give some more time. We need to back off. So if, if they're not dealing with something, maybe we need to give them some space to look at what they're doing, feel how they need to feel at that point in time and start to rationalise it, start to work on their emotions I think there's lots of things that we can do to help each other and to help people who are going through this so that they don't feel shameful. That word you use, that it, it's, it can feel like that. They don't feel that they need to hide it away. And I do think it's that education side of things that we need to just be aware. And it fits really well with our be, believe, breathe philosophy of the three Bs. So being yourself, believing in your ability, having time to take your breath, having time to breathe. And sometimes i that's what I need. I just need to take a step away, just feel however I'm feeling, let that, let that blow, whatever it happens to be, and then find my calm and then go, Okay, what is it I want to do from here? Right, this is now I can address this. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I think, you know, first of all, physical symptoms can present in very different ways in people. 
and you know if you look up list of menopause symptoms there's it the list is massive you know it is it's enough yeah. it could be so many things and you can look at the list and kind of go well that's just like human beings you know yeah. <laughs> in a way but it's kind yeah. of amplified yeah. and I think that's the thing but yeah absolutely what you're saying there about showing ourselves so for ourselves showing ourselves that compassion using the three b's absolutely that's there for you that's like a little guidance thing isn't it that you can come back to and kind of like okay how do I need to be like you say feel the feelings instead of resisting them instead of pushing them away instead of feeling like this is really inconvenient right now you know if you're in a work situation if you're able to tell a colleague or a manager or just remove yourself and go and go to the bathroom or go outside or cool down or you know or whatever it is you need if you're feeling a little bit like I just need to kind of have 10 minutes to just get myself together and actually giving yourself permission to do that rather than feeling as though no I've got to battle on I've got to prove myself you know because actually in just taking that little bit of time and allowing yourself to be how you need to be you'll come back probably more refreshed more rested you'll feel a bit more at ease with yourself because because like you said or if you're in an interaction like you know I was talking with my partner you know and he's a real beautiful gentle soul he's 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 so supportive and so lovely and he's he said to me the other day he's just like he said I don't recognize what you're who you are you know he said because you're like really irritable right now and you're really kind of you know but when we talked about it he was just sort of saying right what I realize is that sometimes I just need to let you be like that maybe Mm. and know that it's not personal yeah know that it's not about him you know that's like a practical thing that he can do yeah that is really helpful and supportive yeah and I know you know I I don't like the idea of kind of being like that but actually it's a fact Mm. (laughs) that's what's happening right now um and to just not try to fix everything and to just sort of let me be and go, right, you're feeling a bit like that's how awful that you're feeling that way, you know, that sucks kind of thing. But, you know, mm. let's let it happen. Give yourself that permission. And then from there, I think you can sort of get it out of your system a little bit, can't you, temporarily? And uh, yeah, feel a bit more like you talked about not feeling yourself. You can kind of find yourself again somewhere in all that, I think. But yeah, like using the, the the other two Bs as well, you know, like the believe and the breathe. So like believing that this is okay mm. and that it'll pass and that, you know, this isn't who you are. It doesn't no. define you as a person. Yeah. You know, I think that's a big one. Yeah. And and then and then like you say, just having that that space to breathe. So I think there are things that we can give ourselves that that we would advocate anyway as part of supporting your mental well-being. But I think we would say, if you're experiencing any of this, you need to maybe step it up for yourself. Make sure you have got your, your self-care plan in place and your, your go-to people, you know, on speed dial or WhatsApp group or whatever it is. Or, you know, um, you've got some things just in the day. Or like you say, if you just need to take, you can say, can I just take five minutes? Mm. I just need to go and calm down for a minute and then I'll be back. And, you know, wouldn't it be great if that's the world that we lived in where we could just yeah. kind of do that? 
think what what you're saying that that communication part is really key yeah. so obviously you've had that communication with your partner who has been then not at that time but later been able to explain it to you and you've been able to understand that and that's great and it is it's something that I did I was saying that when I get those hot flashes and I just I feel like I'm going to pass out I'm burning up that much that it feels like I'm going to pass out and all I need to do is just get some fresh air get some coolness on me and like driving in the car guarantee my partner will be sat there and he'll be cold and I'll be warm because I'm always warm lately but he'll be cold and then he'll he'll move he'll mess with the car and then suddenly I'll get really really hot and then it's just like but I'm driving and I need to remain in control so the best thing for me is to stick my window down straight away and get that cold gust of wind through if I can get it but I need it from both sides and it got to the point where we were constantly arguing over this until I literally sat down and explained how I was feeling that I'm in control of this car. Really, I need to pull over. But I can't do that at times because I'm feeling so where I'm feeling like I'm, my skin's going to burn off me. I'm that bad. And I was explaining it to him. And I, I just said, it feels like if you could just be cold for two minutes, it would cool me down. And then I'm just, I'm still in control. As soon as I put those windows down, my skin starts cooling because it's so cold. You need to be cold for all of two minutes so that I can start to cool and I'm still in control and I can still carry on. And I feel like I've done something to help myself. And it's got to the point now he's started to listen to that, which is great. So no more arguing about that. That's just how it is because he's understood that. But actually, before that communication took place, didn't. And it's funny because, like, I'll be, I was out shopping with my friend and I just went, I'm burning up. And what I needed to do was get out of that shop. I needed to get out. And she didn't. She was just like, oh, what about? And actually, all I needed her to do was go, you go out or whatever. I felt because she was still talking to me. I needed to sit down because I, slowly my legs were shaking because I was so hot. It's just about that communication. I've gone to the hairdressers and the lady is a, a sort of, she's become a friend as well, who was in with me. Suddenly in the middle of talking just went, I've got to get out. And she literally just walked to the door and stood outside. And that's just what she needed to do. And she was like, I'm really sorry. And we all just went, we understand, completely get where you're coming from. You're having a hot sweat. And then the hairdresser was like, can I do anything? Do you want me to put a towel down? Because she literally sweats. Whereas I don't, I just burn. She actually just sweats. The sweat pours off her. And she feels very uncomfortable because she said she'll be like, there'll be a pool in the chair when she's left and she's, it's embarrassing, she felt. And all that she needed was to communicate that. Hairdresser put the pet towel down straight away because she understood as well. And then it was like, right, I feel better. And then she could come in eventually because she'd cool down. But she also felt more in control because the towel was there. And it's little things like that because it can feel embarrassing. It can feel embarrassing when you're in the middle of talking to someone and all you want to do is go, oh, God, I'm so hot, I need to just get out. And that's what you that's what you feel like you've got to say, but you're trying to be 
still listening, still letting this person talk. And actually, you just want to get out of your skin because you're burning up. It's so weird, the feelings that you get. But if you were able to communicate that, and you're maybe not in that moment because you do just need to get out in the fresh air, just cool down, whatever it happens to be. But if you're able to have communicated that before, then at least people know it's not that you're being rude because you're not. It's actually it's a real physical symptom that is really hurting. You know, it's very weird and stuff. And it's even little things like that. Just understanding. Understanding that that's what that person needs right at that point in time. And it won't last for long, hopefully. And then you can move on. Or, and then you can get warm again, you can put a coat on, you know, whatever. You can put a, um, a towel down to make them feel more comfortable. There's always some little thing that we can do to support each other and for others to support people who are going through this. But I also think for the people going through this, we need to feel confident enough, believe in ourselves that we are able to communicate this. And let's face it, if somebody doesn't get it, or if somebody doesn't want to understand or try and help, you know, that's not about you. That's about them. You're absolutely right. I think there's so many useful things in there, Claire, about, because you use this phrase a few times about needing to feel back in control. So it's like, obviously, this this particular symptom that you're describing is like yeah. a physical one that's, you know, it's kind of embodying you know your very being yeah so it's kind of like you know you need you don't feel in control because that's taken over yes in those moments so. like you say when you're driving a car <laughs> that was pretty scary yeah situation to be in so just the knowledge that you can right I've got things I can do here I can put the windows down don't need to worry about what my partner thinks because we've had that conversation and actually, really, if we're in real good relationships, if we've got good communication, you know, like you're saying, it was causing a, a bit of a, a bit of an argument in places. But it was that lack of understanding and not being able to see from someone else's perspective. You can't ever possibly completely understand what someone else is experiencing or going through. Yeah. You know, but you can empathize. And it's like, yeah, if you've got that information as a friend or as a partner, as a loved one, as a colleague then you can respond accordingly. And I think that's really important. So just you just having that, that knowledge that, no, I have a strategy for this. That can start to calm you down, can't it, as well? Yeah. That sort of stops it from being, I mean, it's not nice to experience, but at least you've got that to go. At with. least you're not having the other stuff going on while you're experiencing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. It doesn't kind of compound it because like in the other example, when you were talking about needing to get out of the shop, you're... I don't know, I kind of read between the lines and what I took from that was that you were a bit worried about just just leaving. Just walking away, it really felt like I'd have been really rude. They clearly yeah. didn't understand. Mm. And yet, still similar age, but that doesn't have it's the hot like I have them. Yeah. yeah, so I maybe, is there something in our communication about, you know, by the way, this might happen, this is the thing, you know, this is yes. what I'll need to do. If it comes, yeah. you can't take it personally. And actually, if it's a real friendship, then yeah you totally know, yeah people will but I mean obviously everybody kind of responds differently but I think and that to me see a lot of these things that we're talking about 
are not really that dissimilar from what we already need to be doing to support our mental well-being. Yes. You know, it, it's kind of like we're talking about it in a particular context because it's relevant for us just at the minute and the people around us. But actually, you know, on the path to, <laughs> you know, having more mental well-being in our lives, just generally, these are the sorts of things that that we need to just be practicing every day, you know, better communication, saying what we need, setting boundaries, you know, being okay with our emotions. I think a lot of it is about the acceptance thing, which we've talked about so many times on, on podcasts and, and other conversations, you know, acceptance that this is, okay, this is happening. Mm. This is a thing, you know, this is not something for me to kind of, you know, pretend mm. about. You know, and but it also doesn't define us. And yeah, absolutely. Mm. So yeah, I think it's it's just another kind of phase in the cycle of life, isn't it? You know, and it's it's kind of part and parcel of of what what can happen. But yeah, I think I do think having maybe having like little strategies in place and little conversations that you've had already with the people that matter. Mm. That that that's quite a useful kind of thing that you can do proactive thing you can do definitely yeah and I think so that's one aspect is that communication maybe doing it before you get into that part because when you're going through it you might not yeah. explain it as well or mm -hmm. hear it as well as well like you know hear it from somebody else I think just understanding that if we're talking and if because they've said if that's the largest age range the largest group of women who the age range for committing suicide then clearly this isn't something to just ignore it's not something that is just it's fine you know I shouldn't be I should shouldn't be worrying about this it's everybody go goes through it it's like some people are very lucky some people hardly have any symptoms you know and I just know within the range of friends that I've got, we've all got very, so, some similar, but very different variations in it. Like I said, my, my friend from the hairdresser actually physically sweats. One of my other friends do, whereas I don't. And I just, I go red, but I just feel like I'm, my skin's burning. I feel like I'm a furnace. I feel like I'm on that inside out film where the fire is coming out of that guy's head. I think he's rage or something like that. And it's like that fires. And that's what I feel like. I feel like my hair's just gone. Boom, and I've got this furnace coming out, this volcano, because I'm that ultra hot. And it's very weird to people who are very, very forgetful or people who are one of my other friends has had to go on tablets because she's a teacher, but actually she was being very aggressive mm -hmm. and she's never been like that, but that's actually what's happened. She's very aggressive to the point where she just went, I can't deal with it. So I'll have to go on like HRT kind of stuff. I don't know if it's actually that, but mm -hmm. she's had to go on that because it was impacting on her work and she couldn't be like that. But that's where she was. She had this rage within her. And it's sort of like, so we don't know. So there's the communication is key, both accepting how others are going to be and accepting ourselves, who we are. I think that's a really good one as well. 
and not ex- not say it well this is who I am now because it's not that's not who you are it's not it's not your personality it's not what you're like you know where, where if, if somebody says to you you used to be really kind and loving and now you you're all aggressive it's sort of like no that's, that's your hormones that's just what's going on you're still kind and you're still loving it's just sometimes you might be also you know have this anger in you because that's what your hormones are doing to you it's not who you are it's not what you're made up of you are still all of that fabulous stuff that you were and that you will be it's just you're dealing with these other things as well and having that understanding of that that you know it might last a while but it's not going to last forever. And actually, even with that, like the hot sweats, the anger, the forgetting things, it's not all the time. So like my hot sweats don't last for hours and hours. So, you know, so it will, it will subside and it will ease. And hopefully so will the anger. So will forgetfulness, you'll forget. And then something else will come up and you'll remember that. So it's, Showing yourself compassion because we're great at doing that for other people, but are we doing it for ourselves? And I think that's a big thing that we just show ourselves some compassion and not stand in judgment on ourselves because of something we may have bit somebody's head off or we've had an argument because they've not understood or you know we've walked out and then we feel really guilty for walking out because. We needed to get into the fresh air, whatever it happens to be. It's just don't stand in judgment on yourself. Just show yourself that compassion and go from there and explain and communicate. 